Welcome to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. We have a heart for you, sister, and a God-sized vision that you become a mighty, awe-filled woman of God who knows, believes, and shares God's Word in your areas of influence. And so we fervently pray Colossians 3, 16 through 17 over you. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Welcome back to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. My name is Jillian Vincent, and I am one of the hosts of this podcast, and I'm sitting here today with my friend Quan. Hey, Quan. Hello, Jillian. Hello. Um, and we are continuing our season of transformation, really. Uh, we're talking with women all about how God's Word um, has transformed their life or their view of who he is in some way. So we're going to get to that with Quan in a moment. But Quan, will you just take a minute and tell us about yourself and what God has you up to in the season of your life? Well, I'm a wife to my husband, Chris, and I have a little boy named Carson who was six. I'm a stay-at-home mom. But I thought I work- you were going to say who is sick, which that's also <laughs> true. That is true, but he's Poor six. little buddy is sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I work part-time for Mops at Centerville Community Church as a kids' team leader. And I'm that. also, I provide before and after school care for a little girl in our neighborhood mm. throughout the week. Mm. And in my fifth year at BSF, where I am the assistant treasurer. Oh, yeah. She told me when she got here, she's like, I'm busy, girl. And I was like, I know you are, but all good things. She's got such a willing heart for what God is is calling her to do. So how long have you been with Mops? Um, This year. This year? Yes. So that's a newer thing. Very new. So how's that going? Really well. Really well. Some people have recommended me for it, which I was surprised. um... All these people recommending (laughs) you for things, Quad. Right. But it's been great. Yeah. It's been good. Awesome. Yeah. And I um, met Quan through BSF. We are in the same discussion group. And so, um, yeah, I just asked her and she said yes. And here we are. Here we are. So tell us what passage of scripture did God uh, bring up to you today to share with us? Well, I have three of them. Oh, awesome. Um, so in BSF, we're studying Romans. Yeah. And um, in chapter five, we're, we're studying about grace and um, I think that's where I, this started happening for me, my transformation. Um, I'll just, so like, God gives us so much, so much grace. And it occurred to me that I should be affording the same consideration to others, hmm. obviously, um, where I hadn't been, I realized. Hmm. Specifically, my son. Hmm. Um, and that has spread on, not from just him, but to other people as well. So hmm. uh, my favorite scriptures, they're, they're new to me hmm. only. I mean, they're not, they're not new. I've read yeah. them, but they're newly my favorite hmm. now that I have a better understanding of what I should be doing. Kind of like God primed your heart to hear them maybe in a different way than you had or emphasize them in a different way that he hadn't before. Right. Yeah. Yes. So the first one is Ephesians 2, 8. Um, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. 
And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. So because of our faith and what he's done for us on the, on the cross, he's given us the ultimate gift of salvation and made us righteous by his grace. And then um, Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Hmm. So this passage says, while we were still sinners, but we are still sinners. Hmm. And um, <clears throat> excuse me, he knew we would be, but he gave us the Holy Spirit to indwell in us, to hmm. help us be better than we were yesterday, and to help us continue to strive for righteousness. Hmm. Although we already have righteousness because he's made us righteous. but hmm. So every day by his grace, we get to awaken and begin anew. Hmm. So also 1 Timothy 1.14, the grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly along with the faith and the love that are in Christ Jesus. Hmm. So because of my faith in him and his love for me, Jesus pours his grace onto me abundantly. He showers me with favor. Hmm. So I need to be doing that also. <laughs> <laughs> so you said that... You had been going through BSF when he brought this passage in Romans up to you. So how did he connect then the other passages to this passage? Well, really, I just started looking for them, hmm. trying to get a better understanding of what it meant, because hmm. I really wasn't sure that I understood it hmm. correctly. Okay. Understood the grace? Yes, the of grace. God. Okay. Right. Because um, why wasn't I doing it for other people? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm a nice person, but you know, yeah. I would get annoyed with things and have hmm. these thoughts, you know, hmm. and I realized... That's not good. Hmm. So um, what is different about God's grace than what you had been doing? Um, I think it's just that, well, I, I do things every day, right? Mm-hmm. Every day I'm imperfect. Every day I fail him, no matter mm-hmm. how good my intentions are. Hmm. But he still has so much grace for me. He still mm-hmm. loves me so much. He still lets me get, get up every morning and have my mm-hmm. life and have a mm-hmm. good, blessed life, you know, yeah. despite I'm not exactly doing what I, I should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not an awful person. I just mean yeah. he's not always my priority when I I know he needs to be, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. It reminds me, like, so you learn about <laughs> you learn about something in the Bible, like God's grace. You learn about something, and then he practices it. Whether he mm. has someone practice it to you, or he has someone else, or has someone else in mind for you to practice it to, right. so we know how to love others because God first loved us. Does, it says First yes. John four nineteen, and so we become what I like to call kinesthetic learners and receivers of the Bible, and that means that we actively learn about God. It's not a, we have this picture that we sit down and read our Bible and then we, we got it down. Right. right. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not, that's just not how God, um, shows his, he, he shows his love actively to us. And then he has us show that love actively to others. And then as you, um, as you learn about it, you'll have more opportunities to practice it. And that practice is in itself a learning. So it's just like this like cycle and, and the word for that, we use is sanctification, but it's really such a beautiful process of God teaching us first. And then, um, out of that overflow for us to then show that to others. And I think that's what you're kind of describing with your son. You said happened first. first. Right. So tell us about some of those moments that happened with your son where you started to realize you 
needed the grace of God yourself, yes. and then you needed to practice the grace of God. Well, just, I mean, just motherhood in general, yeah. you know, my son is six. He does things to annoy me, of course, every day, <laughs> all day long, <laughs> as good as he is. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> and I would get irritated. Um, and I, he didn't really see so much of that. I mean, I didn't, yeah. I'm, um, he didn't see a lot of that, but in my, my, in my thoughts, you know, I was like, so frustrated, you know, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, like, why am I so frustrated? This little boy, he's yeah. only six. Yeah. He's been here six years on this earth. I've yeah. been here 41 and I mess up every day, <laughs> Yeah, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, even though I mess up, he's still loving me. Mm-hmm. I still love my son, of course, but he's, he's not shaking his finger at me all the time, yeah. you know, and saying, how dare you? Hmm. So, um, I realized I was doing that hmm. know, more in my mind, but still it hmm. may come across to him too. I don't know. To my little boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized I needed to, um, back off a little bit yeah. and not be so rigid, you yeah. know, and be more gracious. Yeah. And he's even said to me, you know, well, you send too, mom. <laughs> we I, all said, oh, man. like, I know, I know. <laughs> my son has looked up at me before and said, Mommy, I don't want you to be mean to me. And the first time he said that, I like broke, like something broke inside of me because I just have, I'm already sensitive to the ways that God is calling me to be patient with him in ways that I have never been stretched before. But then, like, he broke, he pointed out to me a thing that I've already been like broken over and continue to be broken over. Um, but it's such a grace of God that he's able to communicate that now. And we can say like, and in those moments I like te- texted my friends cause I was like, you guys, this is, this is breaking my heart. Um, like the one thing I don't want to be as a mean mom, like right. I've always said that. And here I'm struggling with like that tension and, um, and they said, praise God, Jillian, that you are imperfect so that you can point your son to the perfect God. Oh, yes. And yes. I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so, and now it's, he kind of, he kind of knows that now that the, there's like a sort of uh, script now when we are going through a moment like that. And he kind of sometimes says that even when I am like to manipulate me a little bit, (laughs) I'm like, you're three, how are you using this against me? (laughs) Um, but just navigating those conversations with him to show like that, that to, to be able to say to a three-year-old, you know, mommy needs the grace of God. It's like, He's not going to be able to necessarily understand what I'm saying, but he will be able to understand my actions and how I'm applying the gospel to him and saying, when I, when I ask him to apologize, I'm also apologizing, you know? Um, so it's a really beautiful gift in motherhood that I think he gives us to be able to work through like the true grace of God, you know? So anyway, yeah. So six years old, God is teaching you how to be gracious to him and to receive grace yourself. And then how does that now, how do you see yourself trying to apply that to others, people outside of your son? Um, Trying to be less critical. I'm very type A. Yeah. Uh, I think be done a certain way. Mm-hmm. If you say you're going to do something, I want you to do it. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. But now I'm realizing, you know, things happen. Mm-hmm. People can't always follow through. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's going on in their lives, you know, mm-hmm. and, and maybe I'm supposed to be that gracious person mm-hmm. who um, helps them or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I need to give grace to them and not be so quick to think, wow, 
they let me down again. Because hmm. I don't know why they let me down. Maybe there's a reason, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's legit, legitimate reason. Yeah. Um, and I'm supposed to be Jesus on earth, right? Mm. I'm Jesus in the flesh. So mm-hmm. if Jesus is here being kind and gracious to everybody and loving on everyone, no matter what they do. Yeah. I mean, we're not supposed to be perfect. Obviously, we can't love everybody all right. the time. Right. We, we get upset. You know, that's yeah. that's our flesh. But right. um, I need to try harder. Hmm. And I wasn't. Hmm. Um, I was being too critical, hmm. you know, hmm. and I'm working on that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're constantly, you know, just saying, Lord, I am willing to be this vessel yes. for who you are inside. Yes. And I know that I am not you, but my greatest privilege would be to show other people yes. who you are. Yes. <laughs> and I have fe- felt let down by others before and come to the realization that like that's an opportunity to for- worship the Lord because he's not he's the only person that doesn't let down that Amen. he's the yes. only one that keeps his word. He's the only one that is the the true keeper of promises. Um but man, it hurts when other people don't like live up to that. And sometimes I think it hurts more when we look at someone as being our savior and we wouldn't ever say that, but functionally we're believing it mm-hmm. because of how hurt we are when they do let us down or how maybe how surprised maybe is the right word for it because I don't want anybody to turn into a robot because they don't expect um good relationships in their life like I don't know I I don't want anyone to turn hard against others by expecting them to fail you but instead allowing God to be the one person that doesn't fail. So you're not surprised when other people do. And I think it's easier to afford them that grace Mm -hmm. then because you've been so afforded it. (laughs) You've you've been showered in it and all, all of that. So it's from a, um, abundance of grace that you're giving it to them and not from a lack that you're then holding a grudge. Right. Yeah. Cause I used to hold grudges. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, they wouldn't necessarily know it. Yeah, <laughs> but I knew it. You know, yeah. and that's, that's just as bad. Hmm. And like, hmm. that's not that's not good. Hmm. Jesus doesn't hold grudges hmm. when I fail him. Hmm. You know. Yeah, it's heavy to hold a grudge. It is. It's like suffocating in some ways. Mm-hmm. So and when you think about it too much, when you shouldn't be thinking about that, you let yeah. it go. And... Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what does that look like for you now? Like, how do you, do you recognize, get, show us the process of when you recognize maybe you're I think, you're I'm, I think I'm actually that. happier, <laughs> honestly, because yeah. um, I'm not so focused on what didn't happen or should have happened or mm. what they did or didn't do, mm. you know, I'm mm. thinking happy thoughts <laughs> or I'm, I'm, honestly, I am though. I'm yeah. thinking, um, what can I do to help that person? Mm. You know, I to help people. So mm. it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason that I know this person. God wants me to do something in their lives, you know? Mm. So um, I feel better about it because I'm not thinking about the negative. Yeah. There's yeah. a positive in everything. There's a way to get glory for God in everything. Yes. So I'm finding that out. There's a way to get glory for God in everything. everything. Yes. In everything. And especially like in those relationship moments. I think too. It's so, so hard to, um, 
to process those to that kind of level when you're hurt that mm-hmm. only by the grace of God could you be able to to do that to right. to sort of um, rise to the level of where he's seated instead of where we're at to have right. his perspective instead of our perspective yeah. yes it makes me think of um, I think it's in Galatians um, five one. I think, um, is it talks about not submitting yourself again to a yoke of slavery. And, um, when you're looking at others, you might say, um, when you're in a grudge moment, yeah, it says for freedom, God has set us free, stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. And when you're looking at others and they have let you down, they have sinned, you you might be looking at them and seeing their yoke of sin. But what happens is like that is not seeing your own yoke of sin, right. which is that grudge that you're mm-hmm. holding. Um, so when you like take that off, then you can be able to have like compassion instead yes. of judgment. Or right. it not it goes further than compassion, it's empathy. Yes. <laughs> because that that weight is still freshly lifted off of you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So man, grace of God to yourself, to others. So, you know, how, how is that impacting your life now? How did God use that to change you? And maybe talk a a little bit about what you would tell someone who finds themselves in that yoke of judging other people. Um, Honestly, I'm just a better person. Mm. Um, not perfect still, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I feel people can see more God in me. Hmm. Hmm. Um, people I don't know that well will, will make comments, you know, that tells me they're hmm. seeing something, you hmm. know. And that's, that's important. You want them to see the glory of God in you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Random people come up and ask you to be on their podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm just, I'm sure part of that's just maturity too, you Mm -hmm. know, um, and the maturity in my faith, Mm -hmm. in my life in general, Mm -hmm. Um, just being a better Quan. Being the Quan that God had in mind. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. I still have a ways to go, but, um, <laughs> but as we all I'm do, I'm evolving. Yeah. Better. For yeah. The good. So someone who is listening is thinking, man, I'm stuck. I am stuck in a rut of not giving grace to others. Um, what would you tell them? What would you say, you know, what's the first thing you would do if they feel like they're stuck there? Reach out to, to the Lord, pray, mm. ask, ask for him mm. to give you that um, mm. ability to give grace to other people. He wants to give you that. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is ask. Yeah. You shall receive, right? So yeah, absolutely. When we go to him and ask him for these types of things that he wants us to have, he's going to give it to you. Amen. Amen. In full. In and full. he won't hold back. Right. And I would add on top of that, that ask God to show you the grace of himself as well. Like sometimes we have a head understanding without having a heart understanding. And so God will put you in a position like you are at right now where you are judging other people that you realize that you might not understand the grace of God. Like, like you need to be because it's so hard to be 
living that out. So as much as this seems like a um, stuck point, it might be the very catalyst that leads you to a better understanding of who God right. is and the grace of God. Right. Yeah. I thought I understood it. I mean, I actually have a tattoo. It says grace and mercy. <laughs> I got um, 10 years ago. Wow. Cause I thought, you know, I thought I understood it. Um, mm. you know, I had an illness, mm. um, a very big illness where I could have died or mm. be in a nursing home today, mm. you know? Um, and I thought, I mean, I know his grace and mercy got me through that mm. obviously, but, um, I still didn't quite understand it apparently hmm. because I'm just now, you know, getting this hmm. transformation. Hmm. So. so what do you want to tell the Quan that was in her illness 10 years ago or the Quan that was getting that tattoo about what you've experienced now? Well, it took a long time, but she finally, she's finally figuring it out. <laughs> um, God's grace is, is, um, it's hard to understand because it's so amazing, and um, just keep going for it. Keep asking for it. Mm-hmm. He's going to show it. Mm-hmm. Reveal it. Absolutely, absolutely. Am I going to see this tattoo? Sure, sure. <laughs> it's in a good place where people can see it, so, so they can ask me about it. And I can tell them my testimony. That's awesome. So, yeah. so it kind of serves double yes. in that. Oh yes, in that sense. That's really awesome. So you're testifying on your body. You're testifying yes. on the podcast and whatever other – and mops and whatever right. other way God brings to you, um, even in those tough moments of your relationships, about his grace. Yes. So anything else you want to share with our listeners, Quan? Um, Just pray. Hmm. You, have a, you have a problem, whether it's something as simple as – maybe it's not so simple, but figuring out how to – show grace to others hmm. that you receive. Just pray hmm. and ask him. Yeah. Ask him to help you. Absolutely. Because he wants to help you. Absolutely. When this uh, releases, um, you guys will be, let's see, probably finishing up Romans in BSF. Mm-hmm. Um, will you be serving next year with BSF? Um, I'm not de- sure. Deciding that right um, now. Well, I will still be in it. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. So my son is six now, so he wasn't able to go this last year. And they have another meeting time in the evening where uh-huh. six-year-olds can go. Mm-hmm. And he, he spent his first four years in BSF. Yeah. And he loved it. And yeah. he misses it. So I was being kind of selfish. I didn't want to mm-hmm. leave the morning group because mm-hmm. I've been going there. I know everybody. Yeah. But um, if I do the evening, then he can come too. Mm-hmm. But he needs that. So mm-hmm. I have to... So what are you guys studying next year? What would you want to tell the people listening who might be thinking about coming? Well, we're going to be studying the prophets. So that's going to be really exciting. Joshua. So um, awesome. very exciting yeah. to get more in-depth information on that, more understanding. Yeah. Remember, like I've read the Bible all the way through, but you get such a better understanding when you do these Bible studies. When you go that deep. Yes. So for those of you listening who are thinking about you know, joining BSF next year, start praying, and we'll put a link in our uh, show notes in Quan's episode so you can kind of check it out if you're interested. It's actually called Bible Study Fellowship. Yes. It's been a while since we've actually like, set it out. But yeah, appreciate you being on, Quan. Thank and, you for having me. Yeah. And um, for those of you listening, we just want you to know that um, we love you, that we are praying for you. And, um, yeah, I just, I encourage you to go to the passages that Quan brought up today, particularly if you're not sure you really understand the grace of God. All right. Peace be with you.
Thank you for listening to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. For more resources and encouragement about how to go deep in God's Word, visit us at DaytonWomenInTheWord.com on Instagram and Facebook. May you dwell richly in His Word today, sister. Thank you.